0: Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Corey Warren. Corey is the Director of Communications for LifeLock, where he spearheaded a collaboration between LifeLock and the National PTA to create an app called the Smart Talk. The Smart Talk gets parents and kids together for a conversation about being responsible with new technology. Hi, Corey. Welcome to Family Confidential.
1: Hi, Annie. Thanks for having us.
0: Oh my pleasure. Um so screen time and kids and parents often just don't know where they fit in. Often they feel intimidated by the technology savvy that their kids have like instantly and and then there is that parenting piece that it feels like my child is spending so much time with with some kind of device that I I don't know how to have these conversations. So I wonder if you can help us out a little bit about the role of parents in the digital age.
1: Well, I think the role of parents in the digital age is probably a lot like the role of parents in any age (laughs) that came before. And that is to be involved, to talk, to have conversations, and to show an interest in what your kids are interested in so you can help guide them along that path.
0: Well, that's very encouraging. In fact, I'm thinking as soon as you said that, same role that we've had. Ah, shoot, that's good. I don't need to learn anything new. Or do I?
1: Well, I think it it helps to stay involved with what your kids are interested in. So if you see them um, getting involved with screens, and no doubt you're involved with that because it's probably your screens they're starting out on. (laughs) Good point. um, then you'll see what they're interested in. And when they're younger, it's very easily easy to take charge and uh, show them what you want them to see or show them what apps you want them to be on so they avoid the, the bad things that uh, perhaps they're not old enough to see yet or understand yet. So uh, stay involved is key, and it's one of the reasons that we uh, at LifeLot partnered with the National PTA to develop a tool that we call the Smart Talk, and it's a free online tool. Uh, That encourages a conversation between parent and child about online behavior.
0: And I've seen it and I think it's really excellent. I love the way it's kind of steps through um, this. It's almost like a scripted conversation and yet the app is talking to both the parent and the child. And and I, I had lovely images in my head of a child and a parent sitting down together. And answering these questions together and when conversation comes up, um, those conversations happen right there. And in, in, in that part is, is really great. I picture it with a younger child and I'm wondering how that might um, fit in with an older child. Most of my listeners and viewers are parents and teachers of middle and high school kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, parents uh, need to find any way they can to stay in touch with their kids. And I think whether a kid is um, uh, an adolescent or, or much younger, uh, conversations are critical. And I think the smart talk can work, uh, at least through middle school. We try to design it for uh, an age range of eight years through 12 or 13. So my son, for instance, is 15 uh, probably a little too old because he certainly knows his way around a smartphone and a computer at this point. But um, a couple of years ago, um, which was before, unfortunately, the Smart Talk was launched, um, I would have been very comfortable having a conversation with uh, with my son uh, about the tool and using the tool.
0: So I think it's really interesting that you just say, you know, a 15-year-old certainly knows his way around screens. But but there are certain things that they don't know. It, um, it's not necessarily about or you should avoid these kinds of websites, this kind of content, because it doesn't match with our family values. Um, But just even the amount of time, um, even if it's say on an interactive chess app, (laughs) um, um, how does that element, the element of um, self-moderating, the amount of time spent on screens, um, how can your Smart Talk app help Help negotiate that in families because it's a hard one.
1: It is a very tough one. And I I think that kids uh, on screens are not prone to self-moderation or Mm self-regulation because it is so captivating. Um, I think what the Smart Talk does is, as you noted, uh, enables a conversation between parent and child to think about such things as screen time. And I think most kids have other interests than just screens, whether it's sports or music, uh, any kind of hobby, um, and I think if you're having that conversation and saying, "Hey, what's a good amount of time uh, to spend on a screen versus uh, the other things that you both need to do, such as homework, or want to do, such as playing uh, basketball, or perhaps, as you mentioned earlier, playing chess, uh, maybe in real time as opposed to being on a screen." So I think. Um, that's important to have those conversations and talk about those things, because that way you've got the kid's input and the kid feels heard. And also you can repeat back to the child later on. Hey, we agreed to this. You said this. You said, you know, no more than two hours a day. Let's stick with that. okay? you've got Mm -hmm. something else to go do. Go do it.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what I'm hearing you saying is that that negotiating and making sure that the the child the the tween the teen feels heard um i know from my own work that you as a parent are much more likely to get um cooperation when you are um less didactic in in the way you you put out family rules so to find out what what actually they have in mind what seems reasonable to them versus what might seem reasonable to you. And an, another part is not just um, that balance between screen time and other things that you as a child like to do, but that family time, which so many parents tell me feels like it's become an endangered species where we are together as a family without screens. Um, how do we talk about those kinds of needs?
1: Well, in the Smart Talk tool, we uh, devote... Uh, some questions to that about um, some parts of the day where screens shouldn't be allowed, some places in the house where screens shouldn't be allowed. And you can uh, use the tool to decide what those might be at the dinner table. I Mm. think is a, is a very good place to not have a screen. So you can have those conversations that your parents had with you as you were growing up and your grandparents had with your parents as they were growing up. Uh, I think there are uh, a lot of ways that you can limit uh, where those screens are used. If it's uh, bedtime, a- absolutely. It's, uh, we-, we ask in the tool where uh, the agreed-upon place is to put uh, any devices at bedtime. So um, I-, I can speak from experience with my son. If the device is in his room, he's going to be looking at it long past when he should be, okay. and uh, it shouldn't be in there. So we've made, uh, in our household... Plan to have it in our bedroom or downstairs where he doesn't have access to it um, anytime uh, past bedtime.
0: And your 15 year old is cool with
1: that. Uh, yeah, he <clears throat> is. Well, he knows over time, and the way we've talked about it with him, that's the rule. Ah. And if there um, is, if it's found in his room, and I can't say that it hasn't been once or twice, but there are then uh, repercussions and consequences for that.
0: So what we're talking about is rules that, um, come out of respectful two-way conversations and, and there's a consistency on the part of the parent. And then I'm also hearing that there is, there's a a consequence for going back against what you agreed to, which I I love that those all fit in with you know, my style of of parenting and and working with parents around these, any kind of issues. It's it's like, it's very, very clear. What I also know is that teenagers are, um, hmm, how can I put this? Well, the world doesn't revolve around their friends. A teen's world revolves because of their friends. And when you try to cut off contact with their social life, um, it can feel very much like, they're out at sea that you've taken them off life support and there can be um, a very heavy pushback Uh, how do you deal
1: (laughs) well i think you have to be reasonable about it and you have to realize what works uh, for your kid and works for you Uh, for instance we found uh, (laughs) through making some mistakes along the way Uh, Oh, please, share a mistake, please. (laughs) Just speaking as a parent, not (laughs) as uh, someone uh, in in talking about the smart talk, is that if you take a a device away as punishment, for instance, if (laughs) I were to find the phone, the smartphone in my son's room after bedtime, um, if I were to take that away, and usually I would take it away for a period of time, if I take it away for uh, all of the next day, then he's lost, you're right, his social contact with his friends, but I've also lost a little leverage. Versus taking it away for a couple of hours in the morning, say it's a Saturday, uh, he took it in on Friday night because it's, hey, it's Friday night, it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I take it away for all of Saturday, or even worse, if I get carried away and say, hey, you've lost it for the weekend, then I've lost a lot of leverage uh, <laughs> yeah. with with him. Uh, versus taking it away for, hey, mm-hmm. you've lost it for a couple of hours, you're not going to wake up and get on your phone in the morning, you're you're going to have to wait a couple of hours and we're going to have to see some good behavior and maybe we'll take care of homework or some chores around the house that need to be done. So, I think we just have to be smart about that and, and not overreact.
0: Yeah, overreacting—that's a really important point because sometimes kids will just, you know, they'll—they'll they'll try to sneak stuff, they'll—they'll they'll try to bend the rules, they'll try to see what they can do under the radar, and—and and as a result, um, we could overreact and and become more punitive than we need to be. And I love the way you say we could—you can lose leverage in that way when you become unreasonable in your overreaction, then um, you're probably likely to um, encourage more sneaking. If they feel like they can't win the game, yeah. Yeah,
1: if they feel like you're always um, against them and it's, it's yeah. a constant conflict, then that's not good either. Another thing that we like to emphasize with the Smart Talk tool, Annie, is just good online behavior. Um, talking about something as simple as a, a strong password on your device so somebody else can't get access to it. Um, uh, having strong passwords on your social media accounts and and not sharing those social media account passwords with your friends. I've had that happen where my son uh, was, I thought, posting some inappropriate content on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I found out later that it wasn't him. It was a friend of his who had his password. So Mm -hmm. uh, these are just things that you might not think about when you first start thinking about your child with a smart device, but they become very real because We've raised our children to share, Uh, and and this is a case where maybe we don't uh, want them sharing as much as we've trained them to.
0: Yeah, this is a really interesting point, and I'm almost wondering if it makes sense in the same way that we do a driver's ed kind of thing before we hand over the keys, that um, a parent and a child of any age who has not yet gotten access to digital media to um, sit down with this Smart Talk app and have this conversation beforehand. And maybe there is um, a preliminary training program so that, you know, here are the rules we've agreed to, and now we're going to try it out and see how you do.
1: Exactly. And, in fact, the final question on the Smart Talk tool is when are we going to revisit this again? Is it going to be six months from now, three months from now? And that's a time, once you set that, where you can see how your child is doing with the smart device. Uh, Is he or she using it smartly? And uh, is uh, is he or she earning some new privileges because they are doing well with their device? Or do you need to rein it in more and be a little bit more scripted and prescriptive uh, in terms of their interaction on the screen?
0: I like it. So so that behooves a parent to, to really stay on top of things and to continue having these conversations so that, um, I mean, ultimately, we want our children to grow up and be able to self-regulate.
1: Absolutely. That's the whole idea. And I think one other important aspect of the Smart Talk is that once you complete the questionnaire, and it's kind of a fun questionnaire to fill out and talk about uh, with your child, you save it, you print it, and you can both sign it so it becomes more official. Hey, You have signed this. You've agreed to this. Now let's stick to it. And then you can uh, put it on a family bulletin board. You can uh, put it on your refrigerator so you can quickly refer to it when issues come up.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, this has been really good, Corey. I know parents sometimes feel like um, it's all out of control. And and you've given them a place to start to have a conversation and hopefully to encourage them to – continue having these conversations because stuff comes up kids needs change and um, devices and access points change so so kudos to you i'm 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 pleased to have had this opportunity to talk to you we've got about a minute left and i'd love for you to give our viewers and listeners an opportunity to learn where online they can find out more about what you do
1: well you can visit the That'll take you to the home page. If you don't feel like you're quite ready to dive into it at that moment with your child, uh, you may want to take a look at it with your partner, your spouse, and see. Make sure you and your spouse are in agreement on um, these points about screen time and where the devices are going to be held uh, at bedtime, et cetera. So spend some time with it, take a look at it, and then you can dive in with your child.
0: You know, I just had another thought. You know, if you are a child-free couple... (laughs) You could use this to, to um, manage some imbalance that you might perceive between uh, your use and your partner's use of, of these devices as well, right?
1: Um, yes, that's very true. You could use it with <laughs> just about anybody, I suppose, who'd uh, be willing to sit down and talk with you about it.
0: <laughs> Good one. Well, thanks again for your time, Corey. I really appreciate it.
1: Annie, thanks so much. And uh, remember, smarttalk.org.
0: Okay, thanks. Bye now. This is Annie Fox Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and their parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. And my latest book for tween girls, the girls' Q&A book on friendship, 50 ways to fix a friendship without the drama. And please rate us on iTunes. It helps other folks find the show. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time. My guest will be Karen Bunnell. Karen has over 30 years of experience working with couples and families facing transition, loss, growth, and change. Her work as a collaborative divorce coach spurred her determination to write the Co-Parents Handbook, a book in which parents can learn the best ways to support their children, strengthen their co-parenting, and discover the necessary tools to skillfully create a two-home family. Karen and I will be talking about divorce, dating, and kids. Until next time, happy parenting.